This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. How's things? Hope you're well. Nights are drawing in. Days are getting a little chillier. Autumn is here. Winter on its way, isn't it? But the football continues. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the recent episodes that have come your way. There was the senior men's review for the games against Australia and Italy, uh, which secured our passage to the Euros next year. I was joined by Aidan Smith for that one. And also the episode where I took a look back at the events of 2003, where the England team threatened to go on strike following Rio Ferdinand's ban. Both of those, and indeed any others, can be found at threelionspodcast.com or your podcast platform of choice. This episode, we are back to the Lionesses, and I'll be shortly joined by Rich Laverty. Uh, the Lionesses, once again, are in Nations League action. They'll be playing Belgium, both home and away. First, on Friday the 27th of October at Leicester's King Power Stadium, then away on Tuesday the 31st in Leuven, just outside of Brussels. The Lionesses are in Group A1 and are currently third after two games with three points. You may remember last month they beat Scotland 2-1 in Sunderland, then lost 2-1 in the last minute to the Netherlands. Belgium are top of the group with four points following a win over their Dutch neighbours, but they were held away to the Scots. The Dutch are second, also with three points, but as they beat us, they are above us. And Scotland are bottom with just one point. But it is very early days at the moment. A lot can change. Belgium, in recent years, well... They've been a bit of a mixed bag, made it to the quarterfinals in 2022 in the Euros, but they didn't make this year's World Cup. And we last met them earlier this year in the Arnold Clark Cup, where we won 6-1. Thanks to two goals from Chloe Kelly, two from Leah Williamson. There was an own goal and one for Lucy Bronze. If you remember, that had quite the ending, that game, quite a few goals in the well, deep into injury time. Uh, in total, we have met on 14 occasions, winning 10, drawing 3, and we've just lost the once. On Friday the 13th, Serena Weigman announced her latest 25-player squad. Let's run through it with all the facts and figures that you would expect. So it's 25-player squad, four goalkeepers. Uh, we have Mary Earps, Hannah Hampton, Kiara Keating from Manchester City, uh, and Ellie Roebuck, also of Manchester City. Defenders, Millie Bright, Lucy Bronze, Jess Carter, 
Neve Charles, Alex Greenwood, Maya Letizia, Esme Morgan, Lucy Parker and Lottie Wuben Moy. In midfield, Grace Clinton. Uh, she is from Tottenham Hotspur. They're currently on loan from Manchester United. Fran Kirby makes a return. Uh, Georgia Stanway, Ella Toon, Katie Zellum and Kira Walsh. And then up front, Rachel Daly, Lauren Hemp, Lauren James, Chloe Kelly, Jess Park and Alessia Rousseau. It is a squad with an average age of 249 834 caps across it and 129 goals. Now, I mentioned Kiara Keating and Grace Clinton. It's the first time that they have been called up to the squad. So at the moment, they don't have any caps. Uh, But also Lucy Parker. Well, she's been called up before. She is yet to make her Lioness's debut. Kiara Keating. Uh, she's actually the youngest in the squad at just 19 years old. Uh, Lucy Bronze, the oldest at 31. Well, that has to be said, she will turn 32 in between these two games uh, on the 28th of October. So an advanced happy birthday uh, to Lucy Bronze. But it is a squad that is made up of seven from Manchester City, six from Chelsea four from Manchester United, two from Barcelona, Aston Villa and Arsenal, and one from Spurs and one from Bayern Munich. That's my pleasure to welcome back to the Three Lions podcast, Rich Laverty. Hi, Rich. Hi, mate. You okay? Yes, very well. Thank you. Very well. We are back on Nations League action. Uh, The first round took place last month um, in September. Uh, We've already mentioned the the results from there, but England beat Scotland and then lots to a last minute goal uh, over in the Netherlands. What's been your reaction to the first round of the Nations League? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I said before, I'm, I'm quite a fan of it as a as a format in terms of the test that that it gives you and I think that was obviously proven by the fact England actually lost a game which has obviously been rare under under Serena Viegman. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's worked. I think it's it's really worked in terms of the the competition. Um, I thought England were at times a little bit lucky against Scotland. They rode their luck a little bit, and then Netherlands. It was it was a weird first half. They were quite on top and then second half England were a lot better and pretty dominant actually and when they got the equaliser I remember thinking they probably you know England were probably the one that were likely to go on and win it and then yeah it was just a I think it was Alex Greenwood just just gave the ball away and obviously the last minute and they counted and scored and it's left it obviously a bit wide open because Belgium are top and probably not I don't think anybody probably predicted that before the first two games um but obviously, it's a chance for England now. Like they've played Belgium a lot in the last couple yeah. of years, various friendlies or qualifiers and and whatnot. And obviously, they played them twice in like four or five days now. So yeah, it's been good. And, and across the groups, like it's been it's been competitive um, in all the leagues. And yeah, I think yeah, long may it continue because I think it's uh, yeah, it's definitely better than watching England win 
18 nil or something like that. So yeah, I, I definitely prefer this so far. Yeah. Just uh, crossing over to those other groups quickly. France are top of their group with two wins from two. Likewise, Denmark, they're top of a three with two from two. Uh, Spain also two from two. So maybe the, uh, the group that we're in maybe so far is the, uh, the tightest, um, but it's, it's early days at the moment. We've met, as you say, we've met Belgium fairly recently. This the six-one in uh, the Arnold Clark Cup earlier in the year. Do we take much from that going into this game? I suppose you probably, they'll probably take little bits. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember what the sort of teams were like. I mean, England. Have, I think it's you get to this point of the year, don't you? And like. There's a lot of international breaks at this time of the year and, and obviously off the back of the World Cup, then the season starts and then you've got uh, September and then you've got this one and then you've got another one in a month and it's like a really just busy period where I think it's probably getting a little too extreme. Like, I'm not one of these people that sits down and says scrap international football, etc. But I think having one in September, October and November is a little bit unnecessary when you think about we don't then have one till sort of February time. It feels a little bit imbalanced to have three in sort of two months and then nothing for like three, four months. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that could be something they look at. But, yeah, I, I think legs are obviously getting tired at this point of the year. and So, yeah, probably a different kind of game. I think as well when you play a team twice in, in four days, it's uh, it's a little bit of a different test. But, yeah, I mean, look, England have got the quality to to beat a team like Belgium, but, you know, Belgium have been solid and that's kind of what they've always been is, is solid if sort of unspectacular, but you've got to say fair play, you know, they've, they've, they've got the results that they need um, so far and, you know, they beat the Netherlands, which is, you know, no mean feat. You know, obviously Netherlands beat England. So yeah, be interesting. It'd be interesting to see how, how much they really have come on, you know, since the start of the year, because they were, uh, they were completely overrun in the, the Arnold Clark Cup game. But yeah, um, at the end of the day, they're in League A for a reason because they're, they're ranked that highly. So um, yeah, they're, uh, it'll be an interesting test because England, I still feel, are having those sort of little issues breaking down teams sort of in a low block or teams that are quite defensively solid, which is how I think Belgium will line up. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how how that goes and yeah, I think uh, I think England will want a, a response. You know, they don't like losing games. They don't lose games often. So, and they know the Nations League is really important. You know, it, it acts as a qualifier for the Olympics as well now. So, yeah. um, you know, they they really need to win the group to obviously have a chance of uh, of being there with Team GB next year. So, yeah, I think um, you know Serena. She doesn't really do rotation in games like this. So I think it'll be two strong teams. Um, but yeah, it'd be a good test. So I think we we do need to see just a little bit more from England in these games where you have to really break a break a team down. Yeah, mentioning um, the amount of games and and the international windows that we've had, it, it crossed my mind the other day. Just yeah, I thought to myself, actually, we've played a lot of games this year, and I've totted them up. And by the end of the year, um, the Lionesses would have played nineteen games. Obviously, seven of those came at the World Cup. Uh, but last year, we actually played 20, um, just as a, a little stat to throw in there. But you're right, there are a lot of international windows um, to be catered for now in the women's game. Just 
touching on the squad, uh, there's a couple of new players in there that you, you might be able to just tell us a little bit about. We've got four goalkeepers. I know in the past we've we've mentioned about having four goalkeepers and it's possibly just a an opportunity for Serena to just have a look at a few new faces. But Kira Keating is one of those goalkeepers from Manchester City uh, and also Grace Clinton in midfield. Um, I saw her score a uh, cracking goal against, was it Brighton, I think, recently? Um, yeah. What, what do we know about those two? They're two really good young players. And, I mean, Grace Grace doesn't surprise me in the slightest, like having watched her for quite a long time when she was breaking through even at Everton as, you know, really a youngster back then. And I remember always at Sheffield United, we always sort of wanted to get her in on loan and, and it never quite happened. but. Obviously, then she went to Man United and that wasn't really a surprise either. It was just like how you manage her and obviously get a game time. And yeah, she went out on loan to Bristol last season, which kind of surprised me because I thought she was too good for the championship at, at that point. And like she added a lot to their team. Obviously, they ended up getting promoted. Um, and then, yeah, I think Tottenham was a great move, like just to play games in the WSL. Like that, that that's what you need now when you get to that point. Um I think Robert Villaham's obviously a massive fan in terms of some of the things he said already and saying that she'll be the future number 10 for, for England. And yeah, I can see it. I really can. I, I, she's just so talented. Um, she's that sort of typical number 10. She's just good with her feet. She's technical. She's a good passer. She can score goals, as, as obviously, like you say, she showed last weekend. And yeah, I can see Grace being someone that's kind of there to stay. I think with with Cara... I can see her being there to stay long term. I think obviously the goalkeeping department's very uh, competitive at the minute. Obviously with Mary in there, Hannah Hampton, Ellie Roebuck. Um, but yeah, I think it's always good as a young keeper coming through a chance to take a fourth keeper and just get them in that environment and train. I don't think she'll be involved in games, um, and she's kind of one that you know has taken a chance because Man City have put her in at the start of the season. She's obviously impressed. It's not been by. By luck, you know, Sandy McKeever's been available, Ellie Roebuck's been available, and, and he's played, played Cara Keating. So, and she's done well, you know, she's done really well so far. I, I watched, um, I was at the game against Chelsea a few weeks ago and, and she, she won player of the match in that. Obviously, City were down to nine players for a lot of it and, and really under the caution. She took everything. She claimed every cross, you know, she looked composed and she's good with her feet. So. Yeah, I think, again, deserved. And, yeah, it's always nice to see a couple of kids come into the squad because at the end of the day, England are in a really good place, obviously, where they've been at the last 18 months. But you always want to see what's coming through next because, you know, whatever you have now is not going to last forever. So, yeah, I think to see Cara and uh, and Grace come into the squad is uh, is happy days. And, and yeah, I think it's, it's deserved for both of them. Fair play. And you mentioned Sandy McKeever. Um, some may not know... Um, that she's actually switched her allegiances to to Scotland now and, and possibly going to play in in their upcoming uh, Nations League games. Um, she won one cap for for the Lionesses back in two thousand or tw- in twenty twenty one against Northern Ireland, but it was a friendly. So she is eligible to change her allegiances to Scotland. Yeah, and. The end of the day, like every player, you know, they've got their own priorities and and where they feel at home and. And what they want to do. So, yeah, I think for Sandy, obviously, something just wasn't right with England, you know, and whether she just felt she wasn't getting the opportunity or she wasn't happy or 
whatever else, you know, that's down to her. And obviously she, she qualifies for Scotland. So yeah, it's a great opportunity for her because you know, she's going to have more chance of, of getting involved and, and being in the squad regularly and playing games. And it's a talented team. You know, it's a real, I mean, they, they've, they've got a bit of an injury crisis going on at the minute with, with a few key players, unfortunately doing ACLs lately, which is, which is going to hurt them. But yeah, I think Scotland have, have got some good young players coming through as well. And, and Sandy's obviously now one of those. So yeah, I think good opportunity for her. You know, at the end of the day, if it's what she wants to do and, and where she feels comfortable and where she wants to be, then, you know, good honour for for making the, the decision. And yeah, I think it's like I said before, England's um, England's goalkeeper department is mega competitive right now when you look at those four. So I think if you've got the chance, if if you're not happy for whatever reason and you've got the chance to go and represent someone else, then, you know, why not? If if Sandy can have a, a 10, 15-year international career just across the border, then, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's a really good opportunity for us. So, yeah, I think good luck to her. And, uh, yeah, I think Scotland will be a, a good place for her because I think it is a, a nation that that's on the up in terms of some of the players that it's developing. Well, we we face Scotland, I think, in it's our last game uh, in this Nations League campaign or the group stage uh, up at Hamden. I think it's the last game. So she may well be in the sticks there to, to face us. We'll have to wait and see. Just touching on a couple of other players in the squad, it's, uh, it's a nice welcome back to Fran Kirby, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, we, I think we've missed Fran. Um, it's a weird one when I say we missed her because I've always thought in an England shirt, we maybe haven't always seen the absolute best of Fran Kirby in an England shirt in terms of how she's utilised, but she's a very unique player in terms of her skill set. She's got the sort of skill and the technical ability of someone like Lauren James, but she's maybe a bit niftier, she's maybe a little bit quicker, and I think she's just one of those players that can sort of do something out of nothing, which... I think certainly now that England have got that status where teams are parking the bus, teams are, you know, banking up against England, that we have missed a player like Fran. So, yeah, good to have her back. I mean, she's been through hell, obviously, like with various injuries and illnesses over the years. And, yeah, I think it really adds something else to the squad when you look at that number 10 role and you look at Fran and you look at Ella Toon and you look at Lauren James and Grace Clinton now coming in there as well. And, you know, I think Grace will, will be able to learn a lot from Fran because I think they're quite similar in their styles. So, yeah, good to have her back. It's another top-class option. And, and obviously, Kira Walsh is back in as well. Obviously, hers has only been short-term. But I think, again, she's another... Everyone knows how key Kira Walsh is for England. And I don't think England are quite the same team when Kira's not in it in terms of how they build up into the attack. So, yeah, good to have both of them back. And, uh, yeah, it... it it just adds so much quality to the squad to have those two back in. Yeah, I think it was which Kira Walsh was missed in that game against uh, the Dutch. I think that was that was clear to see. Uh, another player who who didn't make it in, which unsurprising really, but um, there was a lot of talk, obviously with her return for Arsenal. Beth Mead is now back on the pitch, which is good to see. But I think it was it was clear that this squad was going to be a little bit a step too far, wasn't it? Yeah, it was interesting because we were obviously sort of talking about it in the build-up of like, would she be in the squad? And I think most people sort of thought she she wouldn't. And then we saw that Miedemar was in the, the Netherlands squad and it was like, oh, you know, and she wasn't 
she wasn't as far on obviously in her progress as, as Beth because Beth made a comeback for Arsenal um last weekend and and Viviana Miedema hadn't even been in the squad. So like and then you saw the reasoning that the Dutch manager gave, sort of saying that, you know, was it better for her to be with the Netherlands squad where she could train, you know, in a in a full squad, obviously, whereas at Arsenal, you know, they're not going to have many players over the international break. And it was kind of decided it was best for her to be with the Dutch squad. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, it was quite an interesting point of view. And would England do the same where they say, well, is it better for Beth to be around a full squad of 25 players, albeit Arsenal, where there might be three or four players? Um, but yeah, I think uh, Serena Wiegmann's not the kind of head coach to just call somebody up for, for the sake of it. Or I think she wants the 25 players there that can win. And obviously she's decided Beth's not. And I think it's that what you're going on. Is someone ready to come in and play right now? It's the right decision to not call her up. But yeah, I did wonder whether they might call her up just so she could train in that group. But yeah, Serena's quite ruthless with things like that. So it doesn't massively shock me that she hasn't. Um, but she, she, you know, she'll be close. And I've got no doubt uh, in a month's time for the the last two games. I think there's no there's no reason Beth can't have kind of worked her way back in by then. I'm sure she'll get plenty of game time with Arsenal in that point. And again, I mean, just another, like, you look at England's attack and the options that they've got, and obviously we've added Fran back in. You add Beth Mead back in. It's another quality option that England have missed. So, uh, yeah, be good to uh, good to have her back whenever it does happen. Yeah, no, that's, like you say, I'm, I'm sure she'll be involved in in the November squad. Um, she, she came on for Arsenal and, and immediately had an impact providing for... For Alessia Russo to to score the winner there, so the two games against Belgium, home and away. The first one at Leicester, and the second one um, over in in Leuven. Are you going to either of them? I'm not. Um, I, I mean, the the second one I've got things on um, here. The first one I was going to try and go to, but I can't anymore. So I probably will be at the Netherlands game next month at Wembley. Um, I don't know about Scotland yet. Again, just have to look at the sort of weekly schedule. Obviously, he had a lot on recently with various bits going on. Um, so, yeah, won't be... I, I don't 100% know if I won't be at the home game, but I don't think I will be. Uh, but I definitely won't be at the away game just because I've got things on that yeah. week. But I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be watching closely from from home. Yeah, as as we all will be. And likewise, I'll, I'll be at the... Uh... The Wembley game for the the game against the Dutch. Uh, are we are we hoping that we can, or are we thinking that we can get six points out of six here? I think that's got to be the aim, and and that's not arrogance. That's just where England are at in terms of the talent that they've got in the squad. So it'll be tough. You know, Belgium have, have shown they can get results, but yeah, I do honestly think if England don't get six points, I think they'll be disappointed, and it's needed. You know, I think if they don't get six points, it's you know it's getting a little bit sort of nervy ahead of those last two games because they're not easy games and that's the that's the brilliant thing about the Nations League is none of these games are easy, you know, but playing the Netherlands is is never easy and Scotland away up at Hamden Park, you know, with some of the players they've got and, and the atmosphere I'm sure they'll create, they'll want to beat England. So yeah, I think uh I think England need to get six points. I think if they get six points they they put themselves in a, a good position. Into the driving seat, as they say. Uh, Rich, thank you very much, as always, for your time. You can find Rich on Twitter and, of course, his, uh, his Substack page as well. Thank you very much for your time. And, yeah, let's, let's speak again. No worries, mate. Cheers.
Many thanks to Rich there. Always a pleasure and insightful. Now, with a full WSL weekend now past, uh, there may be some withdrawals. But you'll have to keep tabs on that yourself, I'm afraid. Uh, I can't add any of those withdrawals in or, or any new incumbents uh, as I'm away on a, on a short half-term break. But I will return after the Games when I hope to be joined by the Evening Standards' Dom Smith to take a look over them. If you are going to either game, enjoy them, be it at Leicester or in Luvern. That is it's a nice little city, Luvern. I went back in 2019 for the 3-3 draw. There's plenty to see, and like most of Belgium, it's known for its beer and breweries. Uh, if I remember rightly, the city has a nice little square with, I think, I say little, it's actually quite big. Uh, I think it has one of the longest street bars in the world or, or Europe. It's something like that. Anyway, enjoy it. Stay safe. Uh, and I hope the weather is OK for you. Don't forget, if you want to let me know your thoughts on either game, feel free. Drop me a line, either on social media, you can find the podcast there, just search Three Lions Podcast, or if you'd like to send me an audio message, open up your phone, record your thoughts, and email me at Podcast at gmail.com, spell three, T-H-R-E-E, Podcast at gmail.com, be great to hear from you. I will be back with you very soon. I hope you can join me. So until then, take care of yourselves. Cheers. <laughs>